The time is now. They gon' love me for my ambition. Easy to dream a dream, but what's harder to live? What's going on, y'all? This is episode number six. I got to use two hands now. Uh, episode number six. Welcome back to Ambitious Minds. Um, I, you know, clearly you guys see I'm in my basement right now. We got the Emory's Corner going on. We got our ABCs and our shapes and numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we doing a big down here in the basement tonight. So uh, what's going on, BD? How you doing, man? Good, man. Living the dream. Living the dream. Yeah. It's actually, it's been a good week, man. What about you? Yeah. Yeah, man, it's it's been uh it's been busy. I, I mean, single de Mayo today, so I'm gonna make sure I have some tacos tonight. But you know, this week was full of uh, corporate inspections, so a little different than what we used to have at Planet. You know, even though it's much bigger at Planet, the detail in the restaurant industry is like crazy. They're like, check this ice machine, check the grout right here. Mm. Where it's like on the baseboards at Planet, it's like as long as you swift for it, you're typically yeah. <laughs> you're typically good. So um, it's it's been an interesting learning experience. I bet, man. Hey, speaking of Cinco de Mayo, when are you bringing back the Taco Tuesday? Man, I need to. You do need to, to, man. I need to. When you first started doing it, my sisters used to hit me up and be like, I love Eris' Taco Tuesday video. (laughs) I know. I need to start bringing it back, man. Need to start. Love it. Yeah, man. Well, y'all, tonight, uh, we're going to keep it uh, simple, but we also... You know, we talked about the different things we want to talk about on this podcast. We talked about leadership, entrepreneurship, but then we also talked about real estate. Uh, that's, you know, Brad's field. And uh, tonight we decided we want to go ahead and take a dive into that. Just, you know, a little entry level one on one, you know, kind of like, you know, a uh, high level uh, master class from BD himself. Um, or just yeah. giving us some, <laughs> just giving us some quick game on, um, you know, what real estate is, what it's all about, because I think, you know, for me, when I think about real estate, I'm just like, you sell houses, you know, you say, hey, do you like this house? Sign this piece of paper that <laughs> uh, you got the money, the bank got the money for you. Cool. And we just mm-hmm. roll from there. But I know there's so much more to it. So let's start off first of all, BD, uh, just tell us a little bit about how you got interested in real estate. I know your dad, yeah. you know, has a real estate business, but is that kind of where it started or uh, has it always been a thing that kind of piqued your interest? I would say it was a little bit of both, you know, obviously growing up around it. Um, I, I know what it is, you know what I mean? I was, it was familiar for me and that was always nice, but uh, I think it goes back to the entrepreneurship side of things, man. It's like mm-hmm. you own your own business, but yet you have support of a team, you know? And um, I guess my interest for it was the independence and the potential, you know? And I, I think, it's an investment into risk in yourself, but then looking at the potential payoff of it is what was really attractive for me. Um, understanding, you know, what's involved, obviously, but uh, yeah, man, I think real estate's such a powerful tool. And then I, I think to, you know, take a different look at it, you look at some of the most successful and wealthy people in the world, and almost every single one of them has investments in real estate. You know, I think that says something. Um, and, and knowing long term and that this is a career that I really want to build in until I retire. And this is at least an industry I want to be in until you know, forever, really, whether yeah. I'm an agent or if it's an investing. Um, now's the time to get started, you know. Mm-hmm. 
So that's kind of that's kind of where it started, I guess. And you know, I would say the the one advantage that I had was growing up in it because then I knew what to expect, versus you know somebody that's like, oh, real estate sounds like a good idea, but you know doesn't necessarily know what it always entails. Um, that was nice coming into it. Right. No good stuff, man. Well, break it down in uh, some simple terms for us. Like, if somebody said define real estate, what is real estate? How would you explain it? I mean, besides it being a piece of land, things like that, but talking about like being a real estate agent, mm-hmm. what does that mean? Man, so, you know, real estate is the sale of real property. You know, mm-hmm. it's going to be homes, it's going to be vacant land, uh, commercial buildings, you know, anything that you see. Uh, that's what's going to involve real estate, you know, and the, the great thing is they're not making any more of it, you know, yeah. so, <laughs> uh, you know, real estate, it's valuable, man, it, it really yeah. is, you know, I think there's something to be said about owning a piece of property, you know, and be able to say, like, you know, I have ownership in this is, is powerful. Um, to be an agent, I would say it's less about being a real estate agent, and I, I think what instead we should be called as real estate consultants. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I, I'm not selling anybody on anything. You know, if I'm selling anybody on, on if I am, it's that I'm selling them on myself, you know, for my service, yeah. but I'm not selling them a house. You know, I'm trying to understand what it is that they're looking for, identify their wants and needs. And then I'm just being a consultant. I'm the middleman. I'm going to try and place high quality listings in front of them. And, you know, basically I'm dealing with all the legalities. I'm there for uh, questions, for reference, you know, and just to help guide them through the process and answer any questions. Um, The sales portion, guys, it's not like HGTV, you know, and I'm sure maybe in some markets it's more like that. But uh, for the everyday, you know, especially smaller market areas like we're in, uh, it's not like that. You know, it's not. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You mean I can't just say. You gave me three houses, this house I decided on, you put an offer, they say it's up, and I move yeah. in six months later. <laughs> no, man. Yeah. No, way. no way. You know, you watch like Selling Sunset. I love it too. You know, like it's amazing. And then they're selling these multi million dollar homes and it's gorgeous. And it shows what their commission check would be on, you know, one of, one of these houses. And it's like, what most people would make in two or three years, you know, it's like, it's just outrageous. Uh, no, <laughs> that's not the case in most markets, at least. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I don't remember what the first question was now got sidetracked, but yeah. I no, mean, no, I, that's, yeah. That's the lowdown at least. Good man. No, um, I love what you say. You said real estate. And I don't know if this is the, uh, the actual definition like on Webster or something, but you said the selling of real property, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's, um, it makes sense. It, it makes sense now. I mean, not, now in simple terms, it makes sense. Yeah. So as a real estate agent, right, you can sell homes, buildings, uh, land. How do you get the rights to sell those things? Uh, so you, you take your state exam and you become licensed. Um, so, you know, like you said, all those things, real property, it's defined as, you know, the land and everything that's permanently attached to the land and all the rights of ownership, including the rights to possess, sell, lease, and enjoy the land. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. that that's real property. So, um, yeah, I mean, every state's a little bit different. 
Um, hence why, you know, my Michigan real estate license, I can't sell in Indiana. I can't sell in Ohio. It requires a, you know, license for that individual state. Um, but yeah, man, so I guess I can touch on that topic a little bit. So it requires 40 hours of real estate education. And there's, you know, multiple different ways to go about it. I feel like most people right now, especially with COVID and everything, a lot of it's virtual. Uh, So you're doing it via Zoom, just like most classes are right now. Um, I actually, let's see, I think I got my real estate classes back in like 2016, to be honest with you. I didn't do it until 2020. Yeah. (laughs) So um, I had paid for the classes. I had access to the classes. It was, you know, do it your own pace. It was one of those things where you open up the lesson, it would record how long you were in that specific lesson, you do the um, exam and everything there. And obviously, you have to pass the class the 40 hours of classwork. And then once you pass that whatever education system that you're going through, will then let the state know, hey, this person completed their 40 hours of education, they're cleared to go ahead and get their real estate mm-hmm. exam. Okay. So then you find a testing center sign up for the test and you go in, you know, I, it's with multiple other state licensing, you know, tests going on. I think the guy I was next to when I did mine was like a plumber or or something like that. So, you know, just, you're going to a testing center. Um, You kind of look over at him like, Hey, yeah, plumber for you for my uh... oh, dude that this dude was funny too man i was sitting next to him and you know you're in your little cubicle and like you're being video recorded you can't cheat or anything yeah and uh this dude sitting next to me he's reading every question out loud out loud oh man <laughs> and he would like answer it out loud in his head type of thing like i was like oh man like i might how many, get... how many plunges to unplunge a number two <laughs> Man, it was funny. I know he failed because he he, uh, he let everybody know that he failed <laughs> quite loudly. Um, I'm not very happy. I felt for the dude, but um, <laughs> yeah, man. You know, and I, I think for for anybody listening that's been interested in potentially getting your license, and you know, they've talked to people about it. It's a lot. It is, but it's not as bad as everybody makes it out to be. Yeah, really not. I mean, if, if you're doing what you got to do, you know, watch some YouTube videos, you know, study the coursework. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. No, man. And, and see, and I love talking to you about it because you're still fresh and new into it, mm-hmm. uh, which there's a lot of excitement. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think real estate is very much how we talk about leadership, where, uh, you know, as long as people are constantly changing, the game of real estate can constantly change. Right. Because. Always. People want, you know, new, you know, new fashion, new designs, things like that. Some people like to keep it old school. And so you're constantly going back and forth and, you know, learning people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're still leading people, just leading them into a house or, you know, you know, a building or whatnot. So let, let's talk about what your day looks like, man. You know, like I said, I know you're fresh to it, but what does your typical day look like? Yeah, man. Um, I guess to get started, it's funny. I just had this conversation with another agent in our office today. And we were saying how, like, I think she asked me like, what are you doing next week on this day? I was like, I have no idea. She's like, I know, isn't it crazy? Like you never know with real estate. You never know. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you're so reactionary to the day. Uh, And like for the majority that's true, but you still have to have structure around it most definitely. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I, I try to get to the office right around, 
I don't know, nine to 10 a.m. You know, if I'm starting at home, great. I'll make some phone calls, do whatever at home first if I want. But, uh, you know, really starting out my day, looking at any new listings that come on the market in my area. And then, you know, as I'm looking through the listings, I'm thinking about the buyers that I'm working with and what are their wants and needs. Are any of these listings matching up with some of my buyers? If so, then I'm going to be shooting them a text message, you know, shooting them an email. Um, that's really what you're doing constantly. You're constantly okay. doing that. You know, if, if you're at the grocery store and you're behind somebody in the line and they're talking about, yeah, you know, I have 10 acres, my house is on 10 acres south of town or whatever, you're thinking like, hey, are you thinking about selling? Because I know I've got a buyer right now that would, yeah. that would love that. You know what I mean? So that's the mindset. You're constantly thinking about the people that you're working with, your clients, and uh, trying to, you know, find it is what they're looking for. But, uh, you know, looking through the MLS, looking at all the new listings. Now, I don't have to remember every single person that I'm working with because there's different softwares that we use that will do that for us. So, yeah. for example, in our you know listing service, you can add contacts onto there. So if I'm working with somebody, I set up something called a collaboration center with them. So you put in the search criteria for what it is that they're looking for. And if there's a new listing that comes up that matches their specific search criteria, then it shoots me in a, an alert and it shoots them an alert and it says, hey, new listing that matches your, your search criteria, here it is. So mm -hmm. I don't have to go through and do it individually for every single person. It's all automated, which makes it so nice. So it's yeah. just the upfront time to you know get it all plugged in and then you're good. Um, but other than that, man, I would say marketing is always nonstop something that you're thinking of yeah. you know in real estate it is such a saturated market there are so many real estate agents and right now there's so many buyers but there's so little sellers but there's still more real estate agents than there is any of those you know so everybody's kind of uh competing for your attention if you will so your marketing and, and who you are is what separates you in my opinion um how available are you you know, what are you doing that separates you from your competition and why should somebody go with you? Yeah. And, you know, and as you're marketing and as you're putting content out there, those are the things that you should be thinking of. So whether it's trying to do like a creative video, you're looking for content online, um, you know, there, there's so many things, man. I mean, I, I guess I could give a few examples since this is the topic we're talking about, but yeah. um, for example, if there's a house that's on the market and the listing agreement expires, so basically that means I'm selling your house, Harris, and we have a listing agreement for six months, and that six months rolls around and your house didn't sell. Our agreement's finished, so your your house is now off the market uh, because it's expired. So every day there's an expired list that comes out, and as listings expire, they're now free real estate. <laughs> really, I mean, it's now available for other agents to potentially market themselves to these sellers and say, hey, your house didn't sell before. You know, why do you think it didn't sell before? You know, here's what I can do. Here's my marketing plan. This is what I would do differently, potentially. Um, so you can target expireds. Um, how do you do it? There's so many different ways. And that's where it gets creative. Are you sending them handwritten letters? Are you calling yeah. them if you can find their phone number? Uh, you know, what are you going to do to try and get a client? Um, 
Let's see what else. So hold on. So okay. So you said if our if our agreement was for six months, right? Yep. Now I'm assuming that if I didn't sell in six months, I probably should go with somebody new anyway, because clearly you didn't know what you were doing. But I, I'm assuming I could go back with you. Say, I mean, say the you know it was nothing that you did on your end. The market might just be bad, or you know maybe I need to do some adjustments to our house. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming it has to be an agreement, like just as much as I would want you still to be my realtor, you would also have to agree to be my realtor after that six months, correct? Correct. Okay. Yeah. I mean, well, at that point, you could say no too, because clearly maybe you told them, hey, I think this is what really will sell your house. And they decide not to do those things. And so it becomes more frustrating for you. Right. Because yeah. they don't want to make those adjustments. Man, you're spot on. Look at you. Look at you. No, for real though, on both sides, you're right. So, I mean, as real estate agents, brokers, whatever, you can fire a client. Mm. Really? I mean, you can, or you can hand it off. You know, you could, you know, pass it off to another person in your office, charge them a referral fee. You now, know, firing, they, firing, you could just stop answering their calls, right? Well, that's, <laughs> that's what a lot of people do, unfortunately. <laughs> I would not recommend it. You know, definitely not. If anything, I would <laughs> just be more like, hey, I've got so-and-so in the office. I think, you know, they're going to be such a great fit to work with you. You know, I'm going to get you guys connected, whatever. Boom. There you go. Um, whatever that reason may be. Personally, in the however many months now, six, seven months I've been doing real estate, I've never experienced that. But again, I'm still new. So, um, yeah, I don't know. But no, you're right. And then just like you said, if you were listing your house and I told you, I was like, you know, Eris, we got to do X, Y, and Z. Otherwise no banks are going to finance this house and you're only going to have cash buyers. And the yeah. amount of cash buyers that, you know, can buy your house at what it's listed at, there's not very many, you yeah. know, and we're looking for specific buyers for what it is that you're selling. And you know, that list just keeps getting smaller and smaller. And if you do X, Y, and Z, you're going to be able to open it up for a conventional, maybe even FHA style loans, real development the amount of qualified buyers you're going to have it just grew exponentially and if you're like no <laughs> and i'm yeah. like well then i don't want this listing for another six months and now it's not going to sell because of this re-. you know there's so many different things like that but yeah you're, you're spot on how how tempting is it because you're new to the real estate game how tempting is it to want to like capture you know, as, as many possible, you know, clients as possible. Cause I, I have to assume that it's tempting because uh, you talked about this, I think on the last uh, episode, how, you know, you're setting yourself up for the following month. So, you know what I'm saying? What you sell now technically is for next month. Right. Um, so how tempting is that to want to, you know, go after things, especially when you're like, Oh man, that's a beautiful location, X, Y, and Z. Um, but also realizing, cause my my thought process is you might see an amazing looking house right doesn't mean somebody can afford that right or do you have to go through, you know i'm assuming you might go through the process of okay hey i would love to be a real estate agent but you're not going to get what you're asking for this might be a little more realistic right mm-hmm. uh, but how tempting is that to not to not take on too many projects um because you're you're so eager you're so hungry and you want to sell these uh, these properties? How uh, how tempting is that? Yeah, I'll tell you what. <clears throat> what I've done is different 
compared to what maybe a more veteran seasoned real estate agent would do because i am i'm hungry man i'm gonna yeah. take anything and everything i yep. can <laughs> I, I mean you I, trying I, to sell a box there. i got you bro yeah absolutely and in the, this housing market it'd probably go for what one hundred twenty thousand. you know yeah. like just a little cardboard box no but um man i'll tell you what the cheapest property that i have sold was listed at six thousand dollars oh wow you know what the commission is on that twenty dollars no not much at all uh about covers gas you know okay. if, hey fair enough so so you know a lot of agents would look at that and they'd be like nah yeah you know i'm not gonna waste my time with that for me i'm not looking at it like that at all what i'm thinking is I'm going to help in this transaction. I'm going to gain some experience for one, but for two, I'm, I'm building a relationship with this person. Most people live in their house for an average of seven years before they move. So mm -hmm. if this is a client for $6,000 right now, because they purchased a lot that they're building a house on, what if in seven years they decide, you know what, we want to upgrade. We're going to go ahead and sell this house. Now that we've built on this lot, who are they going to call? What kind of impression are you making? Ghostbusters. It, probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> you know, man, but it's like you're setting yourself up for future business by, by doing those types of things. Um, you know, I know a lot of agents will say, you know, I won't go. I won't drive this far. This is my cutoff. I won't take any business, yeah. you know, past that. No, <laughs> absolutely not. That's, that's not the way I'm looking at it at all right now. Um, you know, I'm trying to, you know, meet as many people build as many relationships as i possibly can um because you know if you saw on facebook like i made that cover photo it's like i'm that real estate guy you know what i mean like yeah. i, I want to be that real estate guy if somebody's thinking like oh i wonder if or you know i have a question about this i would hope that i'm the name that comes into their head you yeah. know so um that's the answer to the first part of that question the second part though um it's tough when you're dealing with somebody that doesn't take your advice on like a listing, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, I actually just dealt with this this week. I put together a listing presentation. I, I told you know my clients of running comparables and looking at other houses I've sold in the area that are similar. This is what I found. And this is how much it was worth and what they sold for. So this is what I think we could sell your home at. And yeah. they were like, well, we'd really like it to be closer to this number. And, you know, it's not my job to uh, <laughs> sit there and argue with you. You know, I, I showed you the comparables. I showed you what it is that we would do to give you that analysis. If you don't want to listen to that, ultimately, that's the seller's decision. Um, hey, I have this person that I think will work really well for you. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, so there's this guy named Eris that I work with. <laughs> Think you should work better. No, but you know, honestly, man, my response to it was, you know what? Okay, we could totally start there, you know, and, and give it a couple of weeks and see how the market reacts. And if it doesn't work, then we can come down. And they're yeah. like, yeah, absolutely. So it's, you know, mm -hmm. you just kind of work it out. You know, what I, what I love about watching you do real estate is you do it in an interesting way. Um, and, you know, and I've seen some people do this before, but you give away a lot of real estate game for free. Mm -hmm. Right. So whether it's for somebody that's learning, entre learning entrepreneurship and real estate or 
somebody that's looking to buy a home, of course, you're, you know, you're trying to get more business as well. So, you know, I, I know that's part of the marketing scheme. Uh, not, I don't want to say scheme, that's not horrible. No, part know. of the marketing plan uh, for, for that. But at the same time, I, I think there's something to be said when you're vulnerable enough to give away some free game, just as in, hey, like, this is what my day looks like. This is how you can be successful in this real estate thing. Um, but also, hey, you're looking for a home. These are the things that you want to look for. These are the things that you want to come by. And, you know, somebody that lives in a totally different state, right, could see this on Instagram or, you know, Facebook or whatever the case may be, and now have this certain expectation for the real estate agent. And now not only are you making people more um, in tune with what they need from their real estate agent, but you're also helping real estate agents become better as well. Uh, so I, I love how you give away that free game because uh, I, I think it's it's something different. Like I say, you see very few people do it, but a lot of people are stingy with that, right? Because if you give away too much free game or what your day looks like or things like that, they assume that, man, anybody could take my business. Mm -hmm. But when you, when you, when you, that guy, when you, that real estate guy, mm -hmm. you know, right. Exactly. You can get all the way for free. It's still gonna get the people. Yeah, man. No, I I appreciate it. I mean, I feel like the value that I have to add is just you know I'm getting more and more every week, honestly. Uh, so I mean, I definitely don't know it all by any means, but I'm so comfortable saying I don't know. I'm so comfortable yeah. saying you know I'm wrong because I I'm still in the sponge period, man, and I'm trying to just get as much as I possibly can. But I will say, I grew up in it. You know, yeah. I, and I've been lucky enough to have my dad who is successful in the industry and I've seen what he's done. I see what he's doing uh, and I can replicate a lot of those things. And no offense, dad, <laughs> but uh, he's older, he's older, you know, so there's there's, you know, a couple things that you can do in a different way, um, whether it's just utilizing and leveraging social media in a different way that, you know, he never had to do and he doesn't have to. He doesn't yeah. have to because he scaled his business to a point where he doesn't have to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, no, I appreciate it. I mean, I always think back to the John Maxwell quote, though, you know, nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that's that's honestly what I, I base a lot of it around is I want to add value to people, um, whether it's clients or real estate agents alike. I mean, and we kind of talked about this before we, we started today, but one... <laughs> One thing I heard over and over again from several of my mentors and even a real estate coach that I listen to online and stuff. Uh, number one thing he says is the amount of mediocrity and the amount of bad real estate agents that are out there is scary. Yeah, In this industry, like you know, I'll be honest. I know, like real estate agents, they get a bad rap sometimes. There's a stigma around real estate agents. They're sleazy. They're salespeople. You know, all these things. And it's because of the amount of bad real estate agents that are out there, yeah. you know, and it, it's too bad. It sucks. Um, but I think it also makes the ones that do care and the, the ones that are putting forth the effort to really learn and understand and be an expert in their industry. It makes them stand out that much more and it separates them that much more from those that don't. Yeah. Uh, well, hey, man, I got, I got a few more questions for you, but I, I do want to talk about because, you know, you talk about different businesses right now and when you're not willing to adjust or you're not willing to, I don't want to say fit in because I think that's the wrong word, uh, when you're not willing to 
grow yourself in certain areas in order to develop um, develop your business. How dangerous is that in the real estate game? So I know you talk about your dad, right? Which, by the way, Mr. Barry, what's going on, sir? <laughs> um, and your, your dad is just that guy, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people know him, uh, you know, all over, you know, Big Rapids, Cadillac, you know, they, they know him. And so, you know, for the most part, he's become a staple, right? you know, in a lot of those areas. But how dangerous is that sometimes? Not, I don't want to say necessarily for your dad, but for some people that have been in the game for a long time, how dangerous is that to not kind of go along with the time? So not being on social media, even if even if you're not doing, even if you're not doing lives, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think that's what scares people. In yeah. my opinion, when they, when they see social media, they think they got to do it all. And it's like, yeah. bro, just start with a simple post that maybe directs them straight to your yeah. website. So therefore, you don't have to worry about anything else, but it's just a way of getting it out there. Right. But how, how dangerous is that in the real estate game? I would say extremely, mm. extremely. You know, I think to a certain extent, you know, we'll just pick on my dad. We'll use him as an example. He doesn't care. Um, so, uh, for, you know, for example, him, like, like you said, he's established himself in the industry. People know who he is because of what he's done. Right. I mean, in, in yeah. the business that he's done in the past. So it took him years and years and years. He's been in the industry 20 plus years, you yeah. know? So it's like, it took time to scale to where he's at. Now I commend my dad because even though he has the business without having to go and necessarily search for it anymore. At the same time, he still stays up with, you know, what's hip, what's going on, what's the new mm-hmm. stuff. You know, he has gone on TikTok two weeks ago. Did he? Yeah, he got on TikTok, you know, and he's he's producing. He's uploaded like okay. three videos already, you know, and I'm like, nice. shoot, I have one, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, I'm not to the TikTok game yet, uh, but yeah. he knows that's the newest thing. And he's like, I'm going to do it. You know what else he got was a little handheld gimbal for his cell phone so he can do video walkthroughs with his phone. And it's higher quality, you know, it's good stuff. And it's like, he stays with it. And that's why I think he continues to have continued success because he's not dated. I think to your point, the dangers of it is just like any business, you start seeing a name everywhere until you don't. Yeah. You know, until you don't. And then you start to wonder what happened to that person. And that person is probably still there, but you just don't know it, you know, and that's the danger of it. Hmm. All right. So, um, I want to get into real estate. I don't know where to begin. Uh, you know, I don't know what sites to do. You know, I don't know if I should automatically go to, you know, a major real estate company or I should go to a mom and pops real estate company. Where do, where do I start? What things do I need to look out for? Um, I guess maybe some signs that this is not a good spot, um, or, uh, just where do I start? Hmm. That's a great question. Uh, start by calling me. <laughs> Everybody call me. Uh, no, but I, I feel like we need to have you know, join, join, at the bottom. Yeah, join the Bradfall team. Let's get you yeah. in. Uh, I'm kidding, but not really. But I'm kidding. Uh, not really. Not really. Though. Yeah. So anyway, uh, to answer your question, I would. Okay, let, let's start at the beginning. If you're just getting started, you've never been in the industry before you don't know what to expect i would start there i would if you have a friend a family member a referral of somebody that's in the industry that you can get connected with i would reach out to them and ask to just shadow them for for a week you know ask if you can be their assistant you know for uh, a period of time this is like some gary v stuff work for free 
work mm-hmm. for free for a period of time as long as you can afford to. I'm not saying it's got to be full time, but go and and throw yourself into the industry, understand what the day to day really looks like, and then make a decision. You yeah. know, if if you're in it and you're like you're seeing this person you're working with, you're like, wow, this is made like this is what I want to do. Then then keep going. You know, then do the thing. If not, then perfect. You're not out on anything, but uh, you know, some time. Yep. Uh, so the next question though is, is where do you go? I would encourage go to ERA. Uh, <laughs> I would encourage ERA Gurdoneth Properties up in Cadillac, and I would relocate wherever you're at and just come right on up. Because uh, you know we got something special going on here, baby. Uh, but no, I uh, I would shop around. You know every brokerage has i don't want to say every but majority has different business models okay and you know as you go through the classes i'm gonna i'm gonna tiptoe because a lot of these things are protect you're not supposed to talk about it type of thing um a lot of brokerages they have different brokerage fees per transaction they have different uh splits for your commission you know, they, there's a lot of different things that will weigh into it. So you need to look at um, what are those things for one? And then what is this brokerage adding value to me for? You know, you look at companies like Remax, Century 21, Coldwell Banker. These are super well-known names. You see these signs everywhere. Keller Williams, you know, it's like, okay, you know exactly what it is. There's mm-hmm. value in that. I'm not going to lie. There's value in just that. You know, I, I know some people will be like, oh, I'm going to go to a Remax agent because I know Remax. Cool. Yeah. Cool. I hope they're a great agent. You know, I hope they help you out. <laughs> they're not me, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> not me. Uh, but then there, there's also other things. You know, what a lot of people don't know is ERA is actually a sister company to Coldwell Banker and Century 21. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's a lot of the same benefits of their brokerages are the same things that we can provide. Uh, one thing that I can let you know, like for ERA, like we have great uh, backend, like dashboard support being an ERA agent. Um, I love it. It's great. It's super handy. Um, there's different things that will be provided by different brokerages. So figure out what's important to you and then start building your business. That's where, that's where it starts. I like it. I like it. All right. So, uh, follow up question to that. If I am trying to sell my home or buy a home, mm-hmm. okay, what would you say maybe are their top two or three characteristics I need to look into uh, for my real estate agent to decide that's kind of the person for me? Good question. I think number one, and this would be number one for anybody that you're doing business with, whether I'm referring them to a lender um, or, or anybody, is see if you get along with them. See how conversations are. Do you like this person? You're going to be dealing with one of the, for most people's biggest transactions, biggest purchases of your life with this person. Yeah. Do you get along with this person enough that you trust this person to help you through this transaction? You know, and, and like I have this conversation with clients all the time when I'm referring them to lenders. I, you know, I'll give them a couple names. I'm like, these are the people I do a lot of business with. Feel free to give them a call. And you know, ultimately, it's your money, Eris. It's up to you. You know, it's it's totally up to you. I want you to My use money. I want it now. Huh? I said that you remember that commercial. It's my money and I want it now. It's my money. Yeah, exactly. 
but I, I definitely think that's number one. Uh, number two, if especially if you're dealing with high end, you know, things like that, you're going to want to look at the person's history. You know, are they familiar with these types of transactions before, especially if you're in like a luxury market? Um, you're going to want somebody that's familiar with that. If you're selling commercial, you're going to want somebody that either specializes or has experience in the commercial market because it is different. Um, so, I mean, I, I think that's definitely number two. Number three is what value are they adding as your agent? You know, we had this conversation beforehand too. Um, what are their reviews look like? What are people saying about this person? You know, and what expectations are they setting up for me? I'll tell you what right now, uh, this is one thing that I feel like a lot of people don't do enough in this industry is establish expectations. Mm -hmm. So, Like for example, if I have a new client, I'm explaining to them, hey, Michael, you know, again, this, my name's Brad Fall, blah, blah, blah. I'm very excited to look, you know, work with you in the future, whatever. Um, yeah, I just want to let you know, this is my goal. This is my plan, you know, while working with you, this is what I want to be doing. You know, the market is hiring out the seller's market. So when listings come up, they're going so quick. So my goal, Michael, is going to be to get as many high quality listings in front of you as quickly as possible. Because then, Michael, if it's one that you like, we can get in there as soon as possible. Because if it's one you want to make an offer on, the sooner the better right now. Yeah. So, you know, unfortunately, you know, there is a sense of urgency as they come on the market. Um, but again, I'm in your corner here. And that's going to be, you know, part of my job, too, is to make sure I'm getting those in front of you. So they know exactly what to expect from me. And you know what? If I'm not doing that, I'm setting myself up for failure because I told them that's what I'm going to be doing. You know, so, I mean, think about what value is your agent bringing? Yeah, I love that. I love that. And you said, you know, you tell them the expectations to what to expect from you. Mm -hmm. uh, do you ever lay out expectations for them as your client? Kind of in the same breath with that. You know, so, you know, if I'm explaining, like, because this is the way the market, you know, the sooner that you get back to me on whether or not this is one that you like, the greater our chances are going to be to to get in this house. And especially if it's one that you love, I want to make sure we don't miss out on an opportunity. Um, so just having good communication is going to be super important, you know, and not directly saying, hey, I need you to do this. But just saying, like, this is going to be a collaboration. This is going to be a group yeah. effort. So, um, you know, we, we've both got to be there, you know. Oh, good stuff, man. Thank you so much, man. I mean, um, I don't know about y'all, but like, you know, for, for me, like I said, you know, you hear about real estate. Um, and I think Brad, like you gave us some, um, some good takeaways, simple, you made it simple and plain for us, which, um, <laughs> right. Um, uh, you know, I love that, man. And, uh, you know, how can somebody stay in contact with you? Right. Um, you know, now, you, now you're a special guest right now. So how can somebody stay in touch with you? How can somebody ask you more questions? Because uh, guys, like I said, this is what I love about Brad is that, you know, you can ask him questions, he's going to answer them, you know? Um, you know, maybe we'll have to do a live one time where you just take questions live, but, yeah. um, you know, how, how, what's the best way to stay in touch with you, best way to kind of ask you some questions, things like that about real estate? Anywhere and everywhere, man. I mean, those of you that are watching, you know, you'll see my link to my account on the Ambitious Minds profile. So 
Um, on my Instagram, I got my link tree there, so you can see all of the different pages that I'm a, a you know a part of. You know, all my contact information will be on there. Give me a call, shoot me a text, let's get coffee. I, I don't care, whatever works best for you. So, um, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Perfect. I already know. Yeah, man. Now I'm super excited to dive more into this. I know we're going to have uh, some people from your office on here, uh, maybe even have your pops on here. That'd be super exciting. And oh, definitely. Uh, you know, I'm interested in talking about, you know, more about, you know, flipping houses, you know, what it takes to sell a house, things like that. So uh, super excited. But uh, guys, I hope you guys enjoyed tonight. We wanted to keep it simple, but also something once again, that's going to add value to you, uh, you know, for a future entrepreneurial leader. Because if you guys listen, there was a lot of leadership takeaways in this too. A lot of leadership takeaways, like, uh, you know, I'll tell you my number one is just because I just had a coaching session um, with a with a leadership coach and you said building relationships, like, do they trust you? Right. Mm -hmm. And the first thing that he told me on our first call, he said, we're going to get to level two right now. Mm -hmm. He was like, because I only have so long. I mean, once again, you don't want to stay in level one, which is position. You don't want to stay in there too long. You do want to realize what your position is, but you want to get to level two as quick as possible. And when I, when I heard you say, build that connection with your client, that's the first thing I thought about. I was like, how quick can I get to level two? Because if I can get to level two with you, oh man, we about to sell houses or we about to get you a house real quick because right. you've now built this trust. And now you're allowing me to lead you or help you because you like me, you enjoy, you enjoy our relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, so there was so much leadership content in there as well. So I'm so excited to hear this back because now I'm just going to pick it apart and, you know, <laughs> your bombs on there. So um, thank you, BD, man. Love it, man. Appreciate you, bro. Hey, anytime, man. I appreciate you. Thank you. This is fun. Always. Hey, man. hey yo, episode six. Uh, we'll be back next week with episode seven, y'all. So excited. Thank y'all for joining us again. Until next time, ambitious minds. Peace. Peace. Ambition is priceless, something that's in your veins, and I put that on my name. They gon' love me for my ambition.